this morning I have a message that I'd like to share with you. It's in our series of what to do in times of crisis. But I want to talk about the opportunity during this coronavirus to do life different, the opportunity to do life right. And so we're going to be unpacking a story in the Old Testament book of Numbers chapter 13 there. What happened was God's people were at a new place. They were going to have a new trajectory for their life there. Their normal was not normal. God was calling them to a place where they would be uncomfortable, where they would enter into unchartered territory, very much paralleling our experience here that we are entering as a, as a nation, a time of unchartered territory, a time of being very uncomfortable here. And so God's people felt trapped. God's people were oppressed. God's people didn't have normal food. They were slaves there, and now they were going to enter into a promised land here. They were feeling great oppression. And so just like people today feeling oppression, there's not food on the shelves, there's not eggs. You can't buy things like you normally would. And so we're going to begin reading from Numbers chapter 13, beginning in verse 1 and then go through verse 3 and continuing. The Lord now said to Moses, send out the man to explore the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, and from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. Continuing down in verse 17. And Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north from the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like, and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or is it bad? Do their towns have walls or are they protected like open camps, unprotected? Verse 25, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned. And verse 27 says, and this was the report to Moses. We have entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a beautiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. And we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And so God's people now are going to learn about how to do life different, how to do life better, and how to be better in life. And what could be more appropriate for us to look at at this time, this of of national and international crisis with the coronavirus. And so, but there were great challenges that they were facing about how to do life different. So I want to talk about those because it's been a couple incredibly crazy weeks here. Perhaps the most crazy weeks that we've ever experienced here. And people are looking for answers. People are asking questions and people are aware that we are no longer in control of our lives. We have absolutely lost control here. And so our norm has been disrupted. There is no normal anymore here. And so, uh, and we don't know when normal is going to be coming back. And so our nation is in upheaval like God's people here. And so, and I feel like what's happened is people are trying to steer the ship, but we don't know where the ship is going here. It's in the middle of a storm here. And so I think one of our greatest fears is the fear 
of the unknown. Sometimes it's even greater than what we know is happening here. And so every time we turn around, crisis is escalating. Every time we turn around here, we're getting new restrictions and new news. And it's just cataclysmic and unsettling here. And so like the leading medical expert in America, when he's being interviewed by Mark Zuckerberg, he would say, well, we don't really know. We don't really have the answers here. We're trying to figure this thing out. And it is so unsettling here. And people are wondering about the fallout. Like, what's going to happen with the fallout? Because we have fallout where we don't, we're losing our jobs here. Uh, are, are we going to be out of business? We're seeing uh, companies where the, the doors and the windows are being, uh, wood is being put on them. Uh, what's going to happen with school? Are we going to graduate here? Uh, is there going to be a vaccine? I mean, what is happening here? And so is this going to continue for a couple weeks or is this going to continue for a couple months? Like we just don't know. It feels so out of control here. And never has there ever been a time in our history where there's so much that is unknown here and there's so much anxiety. And so we want to tell somebody that this is going to, or we just want to hear that this is going to be over in a couple weeks or a couple months. And here's what to expect. The reality is we don't know what to expect and we don't know what's happening next here. And so I want you to notice here that with God's people, although God gave them a promise for a promised land, there were so many unknowns. They didn't know what was going to happen when they got into the promised land there because they were living a new story like we're living a new story. They were living a new day like we are living a new day here. And so what I like us to see here is that Moses sent out these 12 spies or 12 scouts to scout out the new land. And there was 10 of them there that had one report. And then there was a couple that had a completely different report there. And so they were gathering information. I don't know if you feel like that, but I'm wanting to gather as much information as I can. And sometimes it gets exhausting about the coronavirus. I'm wanting to read all of the medical journals and the New England Journal of Medicine. Watch all the YouTube channels there about the coronavirus. Then talk to people about it and so and hear about it on the news. And so we're just inundated with information. Well, that's what God told the spies to do. He said, hey, get me all the information so that we can make a decision here and, and, uh, and be wise about what we're going to do here. And so there was so much that God's people did not know, like there's so much that we don't know. But it was an opportunity for them to, to do life different. And I want to talk about that and unpack that for us this morning, because I really believe that there's an upside to this horrible crisis. And that is that we really can do life different. We really can do life better and be better at life. And so that's what this message is gonna be about this morning here. And I really believe that we can find peace in the midst of the chaos if we'll do the first thing, and that is to focus on what God has said, to focus on God's promises here. Because we're hearing lots of bad news bad news, bad news, and more bad news. And when we do, we're not denying the bad news. We're not shrinking away from the bad news. We're not minimizing the bad news. But what we all need to do is balance the bad news and go back to what God has said in God's promises for us here. Because today, I really believe today is, a, is an opportunity 
to trust in God's promises like never before. And by that I mean that to know that God is for you and not against you, that your sins have been forgiven. If you're a Christ follower, that you're right with God there, that you have a Savior who loves you and who chose you, that you've been transformed, that God has put his very Holy Spirit to live within you. I mean, how how awesome is that? And that Christ is in you, the hope of glory, and that heaven is my home where there will be no no viruses there. And so God promises then, first of all, to be your help. He promises to be your help. The Bible says that he that that Jesus is a very present help in time of trouble, that he is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in time of trouble there. The Bible says that he wants to to renew your strength. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 It says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not become weary. They shall walk and not become tired. And so we have this incredible promise that in the midst of our weariness and getting worn out, that God is a God who will renew your strength. How great is that? And so the Bible promises us that God will work everything out for your good. Romans 8, 28 says this. It says, for we know that all things work together for the good to those that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. So we have this promise that here is God in the midst of our crises and he's working everything out for our good. We have the promise that God will provide. You go into the stores and you see that there are whole uh, shelves that are completely empty and like there's no water and no toilet paper and no towels and no uh, uh, hand sanitizer. And so you can think that there's, there, there's nothing left for me. I had that experience last week. There was nothing left for me. But see, God is our provider. And I think we need to be reminded of the promises of God during crisis that he is our provider. And the Bible says here in Philippians that my God will supply all of my needs according to his rich and glory in Christ Jesus. And so that's who he is. He is the God that supplies all of our needs. And so during times of crises, we want to bring our focus back to who God is and what his promise is. Again, we're not minimizing corona. We're not burying our heads in the sand. See, we're not, we're not pretending not to hear the bad news. Yes, we're trying to understand and grasp all that it is, but at the same time, we want to lean into God's promises here. The Bible says that he is El Shaddai. Now think about that, his Old Testament name. He is El Shaddai, which means the all-sufficient one, which means that he's sufficient in any circumstance, in any situation that you have, that he is the all-sufficient one in your every circumstance that you will ever face, in your every season of life, he is the all-sufficient one. And so we have a God who specializes in settling you when you are unsettled by your situation or your season in life there. And so look with me at Numbers chapter 13, verse 28. I want to read to you again. It says, but the people living there are powerful. 
and their towns are large and fortified. And we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And so were they nervous? Yes. Were they stressed out of their minds? Yes. So I want us to see that they received legitimate bad news, just like us, receiving legitimate bad news day after day. And their bad news was their forces in the land, their fortified cities, that they, there are giants in the land there. And so I want you to see something about the scout team. And I want you to see something about yourself and how you view circumstances. Because the scout team, the two scout teams, had dramatically different viewpoints of what was unfolding here. Just like today, if you talk to different people, they can have dramatically different viewpoints about the impact of the coronavirus here. And so the majority of them, I want us to see this because it so parallels our day. The majority of them were filtering everything that was happening through a filter of fear. And then the minority, Joshua and Caleb, were filtering everything that was happening through a filter of faith. I want us to see us the incredible difference there. And you say, well, well, well what do you mean by, by a filter? Well, a lot of us, when we take selfies there, you have a filter, right? In fact, that's why you look so amazing, because you have that filter there. So we understand what filters are. And so, but uh, what kind of filter then are you going to have on your life? In the days and weeks and perhaps months or years ahead, what kind of filter is going to be there? Because we can really choose the filter uh, that we have. If you're a Christ follower, are you going to have a filter of faith? Or are you going to have a filter of fear? So what I want to say to you is this. And this is something that I really think that uh, you want to tweet, that you want to text, that you want to tell somebody because this is something that people really need to know, people really need to hear. And that is this, is that the God who loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you. The God who loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you. And so this changes everything. You see, there's danger in the world. There's great danger. There's grave danger. But we need to always cling to this, that God loves you. The God that loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you there. And so I want to ask you this. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Is it just in your head floating around or out there? Or do you really embrace that and believe that in your heart here, in your heart? And so if you do, I want to encourage you to, to post it, to tweet it, to text it, to tell somebody, uh, because you can view things from a different view here. Now listen to what Caleb said. Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. They were going crazy and freaking out and stressed out and fearful. And he said this. Let's go at once to take the land. And he said this, certainly we can conquer it. And so Caleb had a different filter than the majority. The majority had a filter of fear, but Caleb had this filter of faith here. So Caleb was like, hey, we can do it. He was like, let's roll, baby. Let's go for it. And then the next verse we saw there, we saw that there were the 10 scouts and they had a completely different viewpoint. And Caleb was like this. Caleb was like, coronavirus? What virus? Like, 
who's, what, what coronavirus? While all the other people, the, the 10 spies were, were like, coronavirus, we're, like, we're all gonna die. It's, we're, we're all gonna die there. And so the viewpoint's completely different based on the filter that they had installed in their life. I love that the Joshua was like, Corona, Corona who? Let's take the land. Let's, let's get it on. And let's take the land. And so people today are running scared like the 10 spies, completely dominated by fear. And I just want to say that you don't have to live life that way. God has a better way for you. God has a different way for you to live. And it begins with the promises of God. Where the world sees nothing but giants, you can have a filter where you can see opportunities. And that's what I want to unpack for you this morning. Because fear causes you to focus only on the giants. And only to see that and be captivated and dominated by that. And not to see the opportunities that are there in the midst of the giants. And so the coronavirus might seem like a giant to many people today here, but this is an opportunity to trust the God that provides for you here. And, and so trust his promises, but also the God that provides for us. And so let me say this. I get it that, that we have so many directives that are, that are changing often. Uh, we have uh, so many things constricting us and restricting us. And we're kind of in lockdown mode in our homes. But I think there are some opportunities in the midst of this. And so think of how God has provided for us. And think about how God, all the things that we have taken for granted in our lives. Think about that. If you haven't taken for granted so many of the things that God has provided for you, but now in the midst of the crisis, we're aware of what God has done for us. For example, for pretty much the whole of your life, you went into the store, whenever you went and wanted to go into the store, at any time, and pretty much anything that you wanted has always been available. And I realized that I've taken it for granted that I can't get water now when I want to get water. But my whole life I've been able to do that. As much water as I want, any kind I want, whenever I want, now I can't even get water. Maybe I can get one uh, unit of water there. Used to be you could get eggs anytime you wanted. And you realize that, boy, I didn't really appreciate that I had food available to me all the time. Now I go to Costco and the line is like, it's like four miles long to get into Costco. And you got to get there early. And so, uh, but then also you had, we've had these opportunities forever to get whatever we want on, on Big Daddy Amazon, just prime Amazon. It comes like the, uh, within a few hours there. And I think we've just taken it for granted all things that God has supplied for us and given us, but now our perspectives have been adjusted here. How many of us have taken, for example, have taken for granted the opportunity to go to church? I know I have. I've taken for granted uh, the church family, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry for that, but I now realize that, that it seems like a really long time. It's only our second time doing online church. It seems like a really long time that we haven't met together as a church family. And I so appreciate and so long to do that again here. And so, uh, and so think about this. Think about some of the people that are watching online right now. 
and maybe you've got little kids. And when you're like grandparent and, and, and the kids are older and grown up, there will be a day when maybe you're looking at your grandkids and your grandkids don't want to go to church. And you'll say to them something like, hey, you, you get out of bed, you get your clothes on, and you get ready for church. Because when I was a kid, let me tell you what happened when I was a kid. And they'll like be rolling their eyes and go, oh, grandma, millennial. When I was a kid, let me tell you what happened. We had like the coronavirus. The coronavirus. We couldn't go to church for like months. Now you get out of bed and we're going to church. And so think about the stories down the road there. But see, we've taken it for granted. We've taken it for granted that we can go to church here. I want to tell you another thing that I think that we can take for granted. Oh, we've taken for granted the opportunity to communicate. Now, how amazing is it that we have the opportunity to communicate online? We want to leverage as much as we can this, this opportunity that God has given us the technology to communicate like we've never been able to communicate before. And we're exercising more of that now. And now rather than being able to be together physically, we're together online. We're doing e-church together. And, uh, and enjoying the, ex the experience there. So, by the way, I want to encourage you because now we have uh, Sanctuary Church on YouTube. So, are you like promoting Sanctuary YouTube? Exactly. I'm totally promoting Sanctuary YouTube and asking everybody that's watching to jump on uh, afterwards and join YouTube. And so, uh, but think about it. Now we have the opportunity we've taken for granted, we have the opportunity to worship online, to get involved online, to give online. And so, uh, and so and really, what we want to do and what I personally want to do is this, is that it is very important to me that during the season and beyond that we pour into you, that we just don't communicate, but that we pour in to you. And you say, why? Well, because you're important and your soul is important and your anxiety is important. Your heart it can be fragile and is important. And so your peace is important and your blood pressure is important. And so but this is an opportunity, the opportunity to lean into God's promises. This is an opportunity to experience God's provision and to be reminded of that. But this is also an opportunity to have your faith strengthened. Now think about that. This is an opportunity to have your faith strengthened. How easy is it to be a follower of Christ and to live where everything is provided for us and there really be no major tumultuous circumstances or bumps in the road? But now... What a time there is to have our faith strengthened. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so our faith, I want to encourage you to really lean in to opportunities to grow in faith during this time. And so we really have an opportunity then, we have an opportunity to trust God even when things are not going good. We have an opportunity to trust God when, when things are going bad. And so I uh, would like to encourage you to view this season through the eyes of opportunity there. I also want to encourage you that this is an opportunity to build relationships. Now think about that. How many people have wanted for such a long period of time to be able to build greater relationship with their parents, with their kids, 
or your spouse or your family or your neighbor, but you're so busy, so busy. But now there's a large percentage of the population that we're like in lockdown and we have way more time, way more opportunity to build relationship. So why wouldn't we leverage that opportunity now to perhaps God is giving you to build, to repair, to renew, uh, to revitalize relationships? And so I want to encourage you that way. So we have a great opportunity. And so uh, because of our situations here, maybe some of us will be a time to reset your health and to focus on your health and maybe to to work out and uh, do more working out because you have more time on your hands. For others of you, perhaps you lost your job and now it's an opportunity for you to ask, well, God, what are you speaking to me? God, uh, to hear God's voice for the next season of your life. And perhaps, just perhaps, maybe God has another job for you, another place of employment for you, that may be even better for you, but you weren't looking for it, and now you are. And so perhaps we need to look at our time as a season of opportunity for new employment because we lost our old employment. And so I want to encourage us that this is an opportunity to share the love of Christ. What an opportunity, because people are more open, people are scared and freaked out, and they're more open to asking like the God question, and perhaps God is, wants to be more a part of the equation of my life. So there's opportunities just to share, and I want to encourage us to out, to take a risk, to be bold, to build redemptive rapport, with people that perhaps are facing a future without Christ. What a great opportunity to do that. Because people are looking for hope. People are looking for answers. People are asking questions. They, they want to have peace. I really believe that there are more people that are searching for a savior. And so this is an opportunity for the gospel. It's an opportunity for the good news to go out like never before. And so lastly, I want to say this. This is an opportunity to be right with God. And I want to say to the people watching online that I've been praying for you, and I really believe that there is someone that is watching online, and this is your story. Tell me if this is not your story. In the last couple of weeks or this last season of your life here, you're having thoughts about God is, is entered more into the equation of your life. It's like someone is sort of tapping you on the shoulder, like you're hearing uh, the whisper of the Almighty. And, and, it, and it's not like you're telling anyone, but you're, there's an inner awareness that perhaps there's more to life than I've been experiencing in my life. And I know that there are some people out there watching online here this morning that that is your story. That your story is one of, uh, of wondering, well, perhaps what does God have for me? And maybe I, maybe I need to begin to, to lean into and take a step in terms of what God has for my life here. And so I want to suggest to you one potential step that you would make if you're ready here. And that is to just acknowledge this.
acknowledge it's the greatest thing that you can do, that I need to be right with God. To acknowledge that I'm a sinner and Jesus died for me. That Jesus wants to have a relationship with me. I'm not talking about religion, which is all about do this and do that. I'm talking about a relationship with the living Savior. I'm talking about God wants to be more real to you through the person of Christ. I'm talking about a dynamic, living, awesome relationship that you were born for. And you have an opportunity today to do that. So I would like to have the privilege of just leading you in prayer. And I would like us now to think of this wherever you're at, your living room or watching on your iPhone or in your car, but consider the space that you're in to be a sacred space and and to bow uh, your head and close your eyes wherever you're at. And I just want to ask you to join me in prayer. And I would like to pray a simple prayer with you. And it's an opportunity for you to say yes to God in Christ and to become his child and become his follower. Would you do that with me and just bow your head? So, Father, I want to thank you for the incredible opportunity in this sacred moment here. And if you're here this, uh, this morning, I want to invite you to pray this simple prayer to ask Christ to come into your life and repeat after me these words. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe that he died for my sins. And I believe that he rose again. And Jesus, I want to follow you. I take you as my Savior. And Father, I accept the gift of salvation. Write my name in your book of life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. What's well, awesome? It's awesome. If you prayed that prayer, I want to just really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to just say right on, and I want to congratulate you. When you pray that prayer, you become his child, and you become a part of God's family. And so, if you want to just call or email Sanctuary Church at, uh, on, the, on the screen there, we would love to send you some materials, a uh, Bible, and resources to help you get started in your journey and love to support you in, in, in that way, wherever you're at, in any place in the world. And so I want to transition now in closing with a final couple comments before the worship team comes up again and Pastor Ron then is going to close us in prayer. But I want to transition this time to a time of worship through giving and just say a few words about that. Because uh, right now in this crazy season, there are people that have lost their jobs. And if you have lost your job or lost work hours, Sanctuary Church, we want to be there for you. We want to help you in any way that we can. Um, we are providing food and resources for people, and, and we would like to do that. We are here for you um, to, to talk to you, to support you, to encourage you, to stand with you. So we know that many, there are many people that are on that journey. But there are also those of us who are still gainfully employed. There are those of us that have stable income. And I would like to ask you that have stable income that this is a season in church history where the church really needs you. A sanctuary church needs you.
And so I'm asking you that you would give online. Many people, that's how we're giving. Uh, we can also give by our mail there or text 84321. But to be deliberate about it and to be intentional and perhaps even to give more. I felt inclined personally to give more because uh, that way we can meet the needs around us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9 that God provides for us and gives to us so that we can give and be generous to meet the needs of others, the disenfranchised and the marginalized and those that just are in a rough patch in life. And so if that's you, I want to encourage you to give even now. And so the Bible says that giving is a test. The Bible says, uh, test me now. And in times like this, uh, we are tested at even a greater level to give and to be generous. This is what we need to do. I really believe that this is a time to be salt and light in the earth and not to shrink back. We are not here to shrink back, but we are here to advance the purpose of Christ in our community and beyond.